Hi, and welcome to Ask a Spiritual Therapist with Shana Olmstead. Let's connect. Hi, this is Shana, and you're on the Ask a Spiritual Therapist podcast. And I'm here today with my beautiful, magical, amazing friend, Tanya Amory. And I'm so excited to have her. She has a business that's so needed right now. And she creates sacred spaces for people. So she has a background in interior design and she's really good at it. But she also brings the magical and the mystical and the sacred into her designs. So, so Tanya, would you mind sharing a little bit about what are sacred spaces and what do you do to help people with that? Good morning, my beautiful friend. Hi. I'm really happy to be here. I'm honored to be here and doing this with you. Um, as Shana mentioned, I'm an interior designer. I specialize in lighting, which is very much needed in the Pacific Northwest. Mm-hmm. And light really affects our moods and our energy. So that's a big part of what I bring into sacred spaces. But Really what's inspired me is just my own need for having a space that's healing as I've gone through transitions in my life. And um, I wanted to bring that more to people because ever since I can remember, I wanted to be in the healing arts in some some capacity, but life takes you all these different directions. And I ended up doing interior design, which still was, you know, super fun for me, but um, I just felt the need that I needed to do more. And so what I've done is combine my love for design with my uh, love for helping people um, to create sacred spaces. It's beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. And Tanya has a really beautiful healing energy. So when she meets with a person that she's going to help design their sacred space, she really gets to know them on a deep level, much deeper (laughs) than a typical interior design would on a soul level, because she is a healer and she's doing it through spaces, but just her energy is very healing. And, you know, that's another reason I, I like to talk to spiritual people and hang out with spiritual people. And that's how we bonded. Actually, our kids were in school together. And I think they were in about fourth grade. And I remember we went on a field trip, we were volunteering together, and we were walking in the forest. And we just were like, hi, talking about spirituality and getting so excited together. And it was like, I found a soul sister. And so it's been just so lovely having her as a friend in my life. And yeah, I'm just so glad she was able to come on here today. And she has such beautiful wisdom to share with everyone around space and just in general. So yeah, so we're going to go ahead and answer a few questions. Um, So the first one, I think this is really common because I've heard about it a lot from clients and friends and family members, and I think Tanya has too. But the first question comes from lovely Lisa in Scottsdale. And her question is, I am moving into a new space with my partner. How do I create space for myself when it's their house? So Tanya, what kind of ideas do you have, if you have any, for that situation? Well, the most important thing is for them to um, communicate as they're combining lives and energies. Good idea. Uh, Kind of discuss the space and just depending on the space, figure out who needs what. And um, what, what I do, and I actually had a client recently that 
combined his life with his uh, new wives and they were in their sixties. Um, he moved into her home, beautiful home. Uh, luckily she had space to give him a huge room. He was a musician. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he's had his own business, but then he was just a musician for his creative side. And so he had this huge room, but he didn't really know how to make it his own. So we were able to bring in his energy. First, we did a clearing. What's and, a clearing? Um, What's a clearing for so, people yeah, that don't know? Typically, just back up a little bit. How I start is first when I when I have a client, I actually meditate beforehand. You know, I get some information from them, and I really meditate on um, what their needs are, and before I even go into the space. And as I go into the space, I spend a few minutes and with their blessing i do a blessing mm-hmm. with them mm-hmm. and a prayer you, uh cleanse the room i smudge the room smudge um, means like sage, the, what do you mean yes okay. uh-huh. and then i also have a uh, combination of oils uh, doTERRA oils that i use um and a spray bottle and i really wipe a lot of things down just to clean the space mm-hmm. most important thing um the first thing you really should do is have the space be clean and dust free um, a lot of people don't think about that's where to start, right. but mm-hmm. really moving that energy. And that's what also smudging saging does too. Mm-hmm. I like to, those, if I can get the air mm-hmm. to circulate in there, mm-hmm. use a fan needed, especially if it's a space where you're in this situation, it was her ex-husband's space. So we're really needing oh, to. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Get him out of there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he was open, um, to, you know, allowing me to clear the space and then we blessed it. I just did a little quick prayer with him and, okay. and his energy to be at the forefront where he nice. can create music. Um, and then, so, so that's really the big thing is figuring out which part of the house. Cause I, I really believe that you know, we are individuals and we all need our, a little space to ourselves, whether it's a mm-hmm. tiny corner where it's just yours and it's your energy and it's where you can go to ground yourself and to just connect with yourself. Um, you know, no matter, I think it's beautiful when people combine lives, but how do you keep that individualism mm-hmm. still alive mm-hmm. and prosper? Right. So, yeah. And so, and did you bring in like, did you already have music things in there? How was it a music room and how did you bring he that part had- in? Mm-hmm. there but the problem was he also had an office in there and he was trying to figure out where to meditate so I created zones so he had oh. his music area really cleaned up his office area and the great thing was that he actually was able to get a beautiful like uh built-in system where he could close it up and then all of uh-huh. a sudden uh-huh. so that, we had a special situation where he could just turn into a music room but then also there's a nice little fireplace with a chair and that he never yeah. used uh-huh. And little zones basically of meditation okay. music yeah yeah uh, so but he's able to do them individually right. when needed yeah no that's a really good idea to have the zones well mm-hmm. and so say like that's the same situation but they don't have a big amazing beautiful house where he has his own room then what advice do you have for people in that situation if it's like an apartment maybe or even just a smaller house or something yeah, I still think there's always these little nooks and um, little corners you could create, maybe mm-hmm. a little altar, just mm-hmm. again, a spot where you can sit and have some quiet and right. connection yourself. Yeah. Uh, so I feel like most people have a 
at least a corner. <laughs> I, <laughs> I hope, hope so, right? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they live in like one of those dome houses where there's no corner. <laughs> well, I... I'm just it. kidding. Outdoors. <laughs> that's very much doable too. That's true. And the weather's getting nicer. Yeah. People can go outside more. Yeah. And I agree. Communication is really important because I think sometimes when people are moving into somebody else's space, they feel too nervous to even bring it up because they're like, right. this is their house and I don't want to disrupt them or whatever. Yeah. So comfortable enough if they are merging lives to ask for that and honor themselves to know right. they do. They deserve a little piece of that because Mm -hmm. they will definitely be better versions of themselves if they have a little space to, Mm -hmm. you know, heal and connect. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Amen. Yeah. And if they're not able to do that, that's a bigger issue. Or if they do do that and their partner shuts them down, that's also a bigger issue. (laughs) (laughs) That's not cool because we want to be able to honor and respect everybody. Um, Okay. And then yeah, I guess it's, it's really individual thinking about what would go in the space, right? Like you can't say, yeah. put this crystal or put that thing because you'd have to talk to a person to figure that out, right? Correct. Yeah, there's okay. there's a lot of um, talking that happens really beforehand as well. And just it depends on how much people want to share because it's not just, again, it's not like an interior designer coming into your home. This is more healing. So there's going to be questions that people have to be comfortable at answering because I do go deeper. Like what kind of questions do you ask? Well, um, I have another client. I'll give an example okay. of, uh, they have a situation where their uh, son has been in a wilderness camp and he's coming home soon. And mm-hmm. so I, um, you know, for me to meditate, I need to see a picture. I yeah. need to kind of understand the situation better. And so my client was able to share their story more mm-hmm. so that I understand and like what his needs are and how to best honor him and support him during his healing process. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's where there's more Q&A going on. We could do phone conversation beforehand. I do Zoom well. Uh Before I go into the space, there's definitely some time that I spend um, Mm -hmm. getting things ready because then I know what things I take in. So if they're open, you know, again, it's, Mm -hmm. this isn't, pertain to any specific religion. Um, doesn't matter what your spiritual beliefs are. I'll help you bring that into your space and honor mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, but beforehand I need to know that information. So I know what I'm working with. You know, most people that would even call me or, you know, yeah. cons- are usually open to crystals and saging yeah. and all mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. Uh, if they're yeah. not, regular interior designer that's there's lots of other people that want to be normal and regular and I mean not that this is a normal and regular and it's becoming more and more you know people are understanding more and more the importance of it I think right right yeah especially this Um, last yeah right yes because of COVID and everybody's been at home so much and so people I think are learning more about themselves and who they are and what they want which helps them understand the importance of that sacred space right yeah well, For and I'm sure. thinking about what you're talking about with the meditating and connecting, because it sounds like you do interviews, but then you're also using your intuition to just connect yeah. to the people's energy. Is that right? Exactly. Yeah. And I wonder, because that kind of leads into um, Miss Lisa had another question, actually. 
And it's similar, you know, the way you're talking about meditating and connecting to someone's energy, what she's asking is how to do that, but how to do that for someone that's crossed over and has passed away and is on the other side. And I know you and I, and probably most people listening to this, um, have the belief that energy never dies, you know, dead people are still Mm -hmm. available for us to have relationships with. And, Mm -hmm. and so how would you talk about, you know, I guess, you know, the way that you connect people on this side and the way that space might influence um, that feeling of connection with people, whether they're in a body or outside of a body. Do you have any insights on that? that Yes. How I like bring Base, if that's something um, someone's considering having in their home is creating home altars. Okay. A public altar in like a more public area of your home or again, a corner in your bedroom. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, some people aren't comfortable having all that out for everyone to see. Um, right. But, you know, again, it doesn't uh, pertain to any, can be any, any religion really um, doesn't have to be big either. It can be you can be tiny. You can literally, there's little altar boxes that you just put a few items that are sacred to you or connects you with your beloved on the other side. And, okay. you know, have, having their picture mm-hmm. up and on just drop down and connect with them because that's how we stay connected. And whether it's on their, you know, death anniversary or just, you just happen to be feeling them that day. Um, I, I have in my bedroom in the corner, just um, pictures. I've unfortunately had a lot of people pass away in the last two years. Too many. I have a picture of, yes, uh, each. <laughs> although now I do feel like I have a lot of angels on the other mm-hmm. side. And, and that connection is about remembering them, but it's also about for us to understand we have that support and love from the other side. So I think very, very healing for all of us and everyone should have one in their home because we all lose loved ones. And how do we keep that connection? How do we keep that, um, that beautiful light of theirs, you know, lit while we're realm. So, yeah, well, and I'm thinking culturally, too. I don't know why that's coming up, but like, I feel like in the U.S., we suck at this, right? You know, so many cultures have such a better tradition of honoring their loved ones, right? That's exactly what it's about, is Uh it? You don't pick, put that picture up every year, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, they they here. And then I I do think that, you know, again, it's, it's about energy, right? And if we're giving energy to them, they're always going to stay connected to us. And I think it's just, I've got goosebumps right mm, now yeah, they're all around me right now, just because I'm talking about them. So, and I'm not out of my altar, but I do honor them. And I think that that's why the connection for me stays strong with my loved ones that have passed on. And they're so happy. Like I feel them too, just uh, giving you a round of applause, sweetheart, like stepping into your power a little bit, you know, with this whole business too. It's amazing. They're like so happy for you and they know how open you are. So they're like trying to talk to you all the time because you're more open than a lot of your family is. Right. And so anyway, it's beautiful. And that's super helpful. I think for a lot of people, because I don't think people think about having reminders, right. And having things actually of their essence in your space is going to help that connection. Cause there's a lot of people that want to connect and don't know how, right. Or are scared to do it. The most important thing um, really is that, that quiet time, you know, people are so scared of what does meditation mean? I can't have like no thoughts, you know, they go there, but it's like, no, just 
it's about feeling and having that quiet so that you can feel. And then over time and with practice, that's why it's called the spiritual practice. You know, you do get us get, but you gate those moments of quiet to connect. You can't just go, 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 go. And then you're like, Oh, I miss him. I want to connect. It just doesn't work that way. You have to, you know, be an open conduit for them to, you know, connect Which that space helps you with, right. I oh, mean, yeah. being in that energy having the right environment is so helpful. Yes. How can you yeah. be quiet and be still and be present if you have yeah. clutter all over your freaking house and you don't have any Absolutely. room for yourself. Right. I yeah. mean, really back to the basic part of what I do is I do help with the decluttering part yeah. because yes, so your, um, you know, your outer world is such a reflection of your inner world. And if you have just crap everywhere and you can't see straight, I mean, your mind, that's, it's yes. saying every yes. mind help people, you know, get past that overwhelm of just stuff everywhere and uh-huh. fully, you know, bit by bit, we clear the space that way. And then, you know, energetically we clear. So there's just these different layers to help you live a better, more spiritual life. That's right, sister. And I'm thinking I have an altar too. You know, I have a meditation space and I, now that you're talking about it, I do, I even have ashes, you know, from my mom and from my dad. I have my grandmother's pendulum that she gave me. I have little mementos and things from all kinds of people that have passed over and I do meditate there and I do feel connected to them. And I'm also thinking this came up while you were talking, just a memory and shows our beautiful spiritual connection. Um, I think it was maybe one or two years after my mom had passed and I texted you. I'm like, it's my mom's birthday. It's Halloween. Will you come on a hike with us? And me and Ruby, my daughter and you, we all went on a little hike in the forest and you brought me this rose quartz and it was, it was just like a rose quartz heart. Tanya's really sweet. She's really thoughtful and she gives people gifts and just thinks about them a lot. She's very sweet, but she gave me this and she said something like, you know, your mom, like I was so grateful for your mom. Cause I didn't get to meet her a lot or talk to her a lot, but I have you because of her. And it was just so beautiful. And then I think it was either, I think it was that day actually, because it was her birthday And I went home and I often, I will like randomly pick crystals and just meditate with them in my hands up in my meditation room. I have them all lined up on my windowsill. So they'll get charged by the full moon or whatever. But I held on to that crystal that you gave me that rose quartz and did my meditation intending to connect with my mom because it was her birthday. And she just came through and just told me that kind of the same thing that you had told me, but in reverse, how grateful that she is that I have you in my life, you know, as one of those nurturing mother figures. I don't know why I'm getting emotional. Oh, oh, that's beautiful. I've got goosebumps. Yeah. And it, was, yeah. anyway, it was so amazing and touching and yeah, I'm so grateful for you and, um, So anyway, so beautifully connected, but, but the place, the environment, the stones, the things, you know, we have around us, plus our intention, you know, I think is the way that we connect with the other side and keeping in a high vibration, you know, not worrying, understanding that they're, they're having a great time over there. There's nothing wrong there. You know, it's just us feeling a little sadness here and there, but that's okay. Like we also know everything happens the way it should. And so Thinking of positive memories. Yeah. Exactly. You're right about the vibration. When you're in that type of grief where you're like angry, they're not 
right and exactly there's there's so much help and support and you know through wonderful stores you know you can go like metaphysical stores get the right crystals and the right you know really even the right connections the people you meet there and there's there's just so much support and again mm-hmm. bringing that into your space so that you heal and you open up and and you see things from that bigger perspective of you know it's love is infinite love yeah. is a more it doesn't end at death and um, keeping that connection alive. It's true. And it's a choice. You know, it's not a tragedy, even though it feels like that often to the people right. that are left behind. You know, mm-hmm. I believe on a soul level, we all we all choose it, even if we're not conscious of it. And it's exactly. there to help the people around us learn through the grieving process as well. So. Mm-hmm. So anyway, okay. So thank you for your answer on that. Um, so we're going to move on to our last little bit here, which is randomly uh, answering a question from a magazine out of an advice column. And we're going to do from Real Simple Magazine. There's a column called Modern Manners. And I think this lady does pretty good on her advice. Um, but we might have a little bit of different advice. So I'm going to read this question here. Let's see here. Okay, so this is random. Okay, so my sister and her husband, this is from JL. My sister and her husband let my three-year-old nephew do whatever he pleases when he visits our home. He helps himself to snacks, eats while romping about, makes messes of my kids' toys and bounces on our new furniture. I try to model asking for things politely and do my best to redirect him, but I'm not his parent. How can I address his behavior without upsetting my sister who's defensive of his actions? (laughs) That's not easy. Have you ever been in that situation, Miss Tanya? Uh, Yeah. I mean, if that was my own niece and nephew, I'd probably be you would just tell him what to do, right? You'd be like, because you're kind of the mom too, in a way. Yeah. Yeah, why she can't do that, you know, directly. But um, so the question is, what would I do in that situation? Well, yeah, yeah. How Well, it says, how can I address his behavior without upsetting my sister who's defensive of his actions? Oh, I think I'd go ahead and just address it and be be straight with my Heck sister. yeah, girl. I like that. Yeah. You know what? Kids need boundaries. And <laughs> your sister needs boundaries. And- <laughs> so yeah I have a different dynamic with my sister usually you know yeah you can be direct but you know you do it with love but you know be straight and and uh, helping people understand that love is never on the line it's not that I love you but uh, that's a real relationship I agree with being able to be straight with do you think that's a cultural thing too, or is that do like Americans not do that, or is it just a family to family? Thing? It, yeah, because you know I've met different cultures of people that are just closer and they just have a relationship that's more open and direct versus yeah. you know people who aren't deeply connected with their families and they can't they're okay. scared to talk about anything. It's the deeply connected part that helps people be more authentic with each other. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. And I agree completely, even though it's hard. And, you know, 
again, probably most of my clients or anybody listening to this is very empathic and sensitive Mm -hmm. and doesn't like to hurt people's feelings. So I get that it's hard sometimes, you know, but I agree with Tanya also that you just have to say it. You have to say words to people. You can't keep it inside or you're going to be annoyed and resentful and frustrated and then not even want them to come over. And so how about have a conversation instead? And then you can keep that relationship in a positive way, right? So will build up and that's not and if they get defensive then what what do we do about that then because she said her sister might get upset because she's defensive well, uh that's kind of you can't take that personally i mean okay. you, you if you say it straight with love and they're yeah react can't control how they're reacting and it's not you know mm-hmm. you can't take it personally you just have yep. to yep. be authentic that's right you, yeah you can't be held do. hostage by her feelings no. right yeah yeah Others are going to think or feel you just, you got to just worry about yourself. And again, everything with love and mm-hmm. kind. Mm-hmm. So here is Miss Manners here. She basically said set limits, um, clarify the house rules and have faith that he will grow out of causing trouble. Okay. And spend and talk to your own kids about being good guests and spend more time at your sister's house. Well, uh, okay, I guess <laughs> I don't know because I like our answer because we talked about like actually having a conversation about it. And I think yeah. manners are kind of about keeping things nice sometimes rather than actually being real and exactly. having conversations. So more about being real. That's right. Yeah. Good. Well, yay. I think we did a great job on that question. We should have our own advice column, Tanya. We're really smart. I think so. (laughs) Okay. But that is it for today. So how can people get a hold of you, my dear, if they would like to use your services? I can, should I give my phone number or my website? Do you have a website or an email? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess contact me first to my website, which is Amory. MRI interior uh-huh. design. Awesome. Um, Great. Uh, on Instagram under Amory. Perfect. Uh-huh. Yes. Okay. And yeah. I mean, I think more than ever, you know, this past year has taught us how uh, important our spaces are, you know, the functionality organization. Um, it's super important. And how can we create spaces that are supportive for us to be more focused, creative, productive, and at peace with ourselves. So um, I'm here to help with anyone who needs that. I'm so excited for you. And thank you so much for being on here today. It's so much fun. And I love you so much. And I can't wait to do it again sometime soon. So I will talk to you soon. Thank you for listening. And if you have a question, go to shanaolmstead.com.